Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 122. I'm your co-host, Scott. And I'm your other co-host, Rich. It's going to be an interesting episode. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to do a news slash catch-up episode. Um, there's been a lot that's been happening. There's been some major hoaxes. Xenoblade came out and all that shit. So look forward to that. But before we hit the news, let's catch up. Who should go first today, Rich? I'm looking at the list of games we've been playing, and it's not too far off from each other. So um, <laughs> I can go first since I have the smaller list by not much. So okay. um, naturally, I've been playing Final Fantasy 13. I uh, played that last week. I've caught myself sort of up to the previous checkpoint. So next is I got to finish the game. So I'm, I'm getting there. I'm doing some hunts, just building up some of that. So you're um, I haven't made pulse. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I haven't made it to Dinge Tower yet, uh, or whatever Taijin Tower, but I'll get there. Okay. I know what to expect. I know how to do that tower, so I'm not too like worried about. Oh, I got. I don't. I've never done this before, so I'm currently pretty easy. Saved right before the final boss. I haven't beaten it yet, but oh, that's nice. I know that final so. boss. That final boss is a little little rough. So can be. You um, don't have the right strategy. Yeah. Correct. Um, I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles two. Um, I am almost 30 hours into the game and I'm, uh, I'm still early on. Apparently I don't know. You said you're in chapter five. Yes. Okay. I'm Is also playing. I think it's a halfway Xenoblade two, as you know, which is kind of, kind of fun that we're both playing the same game at the same time. Like we I know it never happens. We weren't even really trying to do that. It just, <laughs> we're well, both it's like trying to catch up because of Xeno three, but yeah. It's sitting behind me. Xenoblade Chronicles, it's sitting right behind me. And it's like, hey, you could play me. I'm like, but I can't. Yeah. I need, because apparently there's things that connect all this. So I got to play this game first. The sad thing so, is, I feel like I need to play, even if we finish it, I feel like I need to play Torna as well. I know. Uh, before three. So yeah, I that's, do that a, that's almost a, uh, I know it used to be DLC, but it's like a whole thing. <laughs> like yeah. many hours again. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, and it, and we asked the community. Like, I remember we were all talking about this in the in the chat, or at least the uh, the Discord chat on the Xenoblade Chronicles channel. Um, how many hours it is? And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's about a hundred hours." I'm like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, which uh, means for me, it'd probably be like two hundred. So yeah, I can't do that. That's crazy. But I like the game a lot. So I mean, I'm probably gonna do it. Um, it the thing is, I play chunks at a time. Yeah. Um, like I might play some today. It just depends. Um. But the story is good. Uh, I just got to chapter three, I think. So, okay. uh, no spoilers, but that that big thing that happens um, with it's it's when you meet Mithra uh, when she first shows yeah. up. But yeah, I was shocked by all that shit. I was like, no way. The art, the game tricked me. I, the games never trick me, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they did. As far as like predicting what's going to happen in the story, um. But then I also had the thought, like, I remembered Xenoblade 1. I don't think it's a spoiler to say this at this point, but, like, what happens mm-hmm. to Fiora at the beginning? I remember back yeah. then, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't see that coming at all. Games don't do that. <laughs> Just kill off. Yeah. Game. Well, shit. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I'm having fun I love too. that story. I don't think I like <laughs> Xenoblade 2 as much as 1 yet, but I know there's plenty to go. So, Jerry, Yeah, that... That whole scene with when uh, Mithra shows up and whatnot is is pretty good. Like I, I really like that. Um, I'm not a fan. Okay, let's get this out of the way now. I'm not a huge fan of some the art design per se of Mithra and Pyra on the, certain areas. The character designs are low key like trash tier in this game. I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, um, and it's not just because of Pyra and Mithra. Like Rex looks stupid. Um, mm-hmm. even though I like Rex, uh, Van Damme looks stupid. Yeah, he's <laughs> huge. And I liked him too. And Pyra is just ridiculous. Like I can't, I, she's like the main character and I can't take her seriously because of her design. <laughs> yeah. Her, her proportions are off. Yeah. Like, let's just say stripper level proportions. 
It's, so it's bad enough that you know she's got these huge, perfectly erect tits. Um, yeah, yes. They never, I was gonna let you say that. They never move. <laughs> they don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, it's, like her ass is hanging out. It's like uh, I know she's like an yeah. ancient, mysterious blade from the past. But come on. <laughs> they put some clothes on her just a little bit. I mean, we're not saying anything bad about that. It's just more of a like, okay, why did we do that? Yeah. What was the the reasoning behind that? And it, it goes back to like a lot of people bring up that uh, art design of like armor in RPGs. They mm-hmm. show the man's armor and right. it's full blown like hardcore. And then it's like, this is the female's armor and it barely covers anything. It's like, it's the same level of protection. I'm like, no, it's not. It Her whole chest is exposed. Van Dammer also. <laughs> Uh, showing a lot of skin so <laughs> yeah that's true um nia is okay like i don't know if i really like nia um i love gramps see nia is my favorite character so far oh okay so we'll see yeah i liked uh i like uh, gramps he's pretty fun yeah i liked him at first and then he turned into a cute mascot character and then now i'm less so but <laughs> <laughs> uh so and then after that i've been playing some triangle strategy Okay, where are you? I think I'm that? in chapter uh, chapter nine or ten. I can't okay. remember. So I'm yeah. close to the end. I think that's no, you're not. Uh, um, but that's damn close, it. <laughs> that's close to where Corey is actually. Uh, I think he might nice. be in chapter twelve or thirteen. I don't remember. Uh, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure there's twenty two chapters. Oh well, uh, then I'm now where there's to being done. Yeah. How are you finding it so far, though? I, I don't mind it. The story is okay. Um, I know I feel myself playing it a chapter at a time. Like I'll, I'll beat a chapter, um, you know, based on the story and the, and the battle. And then I will put it down for a while and then I'll go back to the chapter. So it's okay. Um, it's one of those games, just like Octopath Traveler. I haven't finished it yet. It's just like, eh, I'll get to it. Play a little bit here, a little bit there. Our main game complaint about it right now is it seems like it forces you to do a lot of grinding, which is. Annoying. Yes. It does, um, especially considering you, there's no like random battles. You just have to redo the same mock battles over and over. Yeah, um, I put Final Fantasy two on here, but I don't know why I did that. I hadn't played that one in a couple of weeks, so uh, I'm still in the early stages of Final Fantasy two. Um, I basically my party is together except for like I'm I'm leaving to do it's after the dreadnought it's basically the same place that i was before the dreadnought exploded and killed everything or didn't explode it blew up everything um so there's that play a little bit outriders that's the square enix shooter looter game right Um, it's okay um and then i started the quarry uh okay uh yeah so how, how are you finding that um i'm still early on i finished the prologue to it um the prologue was good um, that one's a little bit of a, uh, jump scary, uh, but it's still pretty good. I'm curious on what's going to happen with this one. I, I don't know if I'm going to play it today, but maybe, maybe next week. Um, but yeah, I think you should play it. I might nominate that game for you. Well, I was just uh, going to say that, uh, I want to play that game. I've just kind of been like saving it for, uh, to play it with Corey and maybe Lauren, but I think, I think we already got a, line, a game lined up with Lauren after FF13, which is going to be um, the House of Ashes, the oh, dark pictures. Uh, that's a good one. So I might go ahead and play Quarry soon. Um, okay, so I might nominate. <laughs> if you, yeah, it's. I mean, if anybody doesn't know those games, uh, the Quarry is um, in the House of Ashes. Uh, how the was it? The House of Medan. Uh, Medan is it the House of Medan. Uh, Man of Medan. Man of Medan. Um, and then what's the other one? uh little hope little hope i haven't played little hope yet i still gotta play that one um that's the one with the the witches yes i like I that one okay. better than man of Medan, so okay um and then the newest one which was that was house of ashes yes right that one is my favorite really like, that's okay. amazing because i i didn't like the plot setup with the um you know being military based in the middle east and all that uh it's a very minute thing i think in my opinion <laughs> okay. it eventually turns very minute it's like oh I okay have, i played the first few hours and then we got caught up in ff13 i think is what happened mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah it's it takes a while to turn so that's that's good um and then the quarry those are all done by the same development company uh super uh is it super massive i think is the name yeah um they do all that and then the newest game comes out in october 
Okay. So that's supposed to be the season finale of the Dark Pictures anthology. Okay. So we got some we got some games we need to play, Scott. Just saying. Yeah, and they're short games, so it's not like they're hard to get no. through. So nope. But that's it. That's all I've been doing. Okay. So what about you? All right. So I've already talked about how I've also been playing FF thirteen and Bravely Default two, and Corey has been trying to play, try or not Bravely Default two, um, Xenoblade two, and Corey has been trying to play Triangle Strategy, but we're not. It's slow going. <laughs> Um, I'm still playing Chrono Cross. I know we beat beat it weeks ago, but I'm trying to um, have a run where I have every character as well as I want to see all the endings. Um, I kind of regret deciding to do that because the game is decidedly <laughs> less fun the second time. I don't know why. I expected it to be more fun, but I'm, I feel like I'm just kind of forcing myself to do it. Uh, so let me ask you this question. Okay. How did you like the game overall? Because we're not going to review it. Yeah. Or at least I'm not. Well, Bill and I will be. So, okay. Assumedly, Bill has been, I don't know what's up with him. He's been not MIA, but he's taken a lot on. He's editing the Super Switch Club podcast again this season, which if he had asked me, I would have advised him against. But, (laughs) uh, and that's, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I liked Chrono Cross okay. I think I would give it like a three out of five. Um, I won't say it's average, but it's it's not great. I did enjoy the story, but I think I feel like there's a good story there, but the way it's told is so poor that <laughs> it doesn't come across. Like I, I'm still not sure exactly all the details of what happened. And if I'm being honest, <laughs> that I is need, bad. <laughs> I need a flowchart. Um, I don't really get it, but I like so... I like the concepts of the story. You're supposed to like the story, not the concepts of the story. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. backwards. So word of advice to all of the listeners that listen to this show and all the people at Square Enix that listen to us. Get a good story and make it flow better, and it'll be fine. Just that's our advice to you all as leaders in the community of gaming. <laughs> there's this, without Very being too preachy. spoilery, uh, there's this part towards the end, the, right before you fight the final boss, where you run into the ghosts of three characters from Chrono Trigger. And you basically talk to them and they give you this huge plot dump. Like they explain what happened and there's like some big reveals in there. You don't even have to talk to them. Um, and I just like some of the reveals shocked me, but also I was like, why are, are, am I learning this information now? Like a lot <laughs> of this should have been like part of a, a cut scene a long time ago or I don't know. It just felt like it was like last minute. Here's all the shit we didn't tell you. <laughs> now go now go beat the game. So was this like you didn't have to talk to these people though, right? You didn't have to. They're there at the, they're standing around the portal um, right before you go to the final boss. But I'm pretty sure you can just not talk to them at all if you choose to. See, that's stupid. <laughs> that is like okay. At the end of the development, like they finished everything, they're like, oh crap, we've got all this other information because yeah. they probably have a flow chart too. And like we missed this part. So how do we do this? Ghosts. And just tell it. Part of this information is the motivations of the main villain, why the villain did what they did. So I feel like that shouldn't be optional information that you learn after that villain's already dead. So. Correct. Um, so again, poor storytelling, um, yeah. which, you know, we're not experts in that. We don't know, but we played a lot of RPGs and we know it kind of works. Um, and one of, when you're at the end of the game and you finish it and you go, I really don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. So I thought replaying the game a second time or getting all these endings might help me like solidify what happened in my brain so far. I don't think that's going to be the case. So. <laughs> yeah. Cause I saw you playing it again. I'm like, I could have sworn you beat that. And then yeah. told me that that's what you were doing. I'm like, oh, okay, good luck. Right. Have fun. <laughs> I will say decision. that the secret ending of the HD remaster, it kind of hints that they're, might be something else in the pipeline for the Chrono series, but I'm not holding my breath because the Final Fantasy X HD remaster years ago did the same thing as far as like hinting at a oh, yeah. sequel. And we've talked about Final Fantasy X 3 before. So if that ever happens, I will shit my pants. <laughs> so, modern graphics. It's Fira and modern yeah. graphics. I would shit myself. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, also been playing Bravely Default 2. And that's been going really well. I th- I'm almost at the end. Um, I'm about to go face... Well, 
I already tried to face the boss of chapter six out of then there's seven chapters. Um, and I got my ass kicked, so I got to do something about that. But, (laughs) (laughs) um, it's, it's fun. Uh, it had a weird, very weird twist. I won't spoil anything, but it's something big happens at the end of chapter five. Um, I'm enjoying it. I just need to do something about these bosses. I'm getting my ass kicked. Um, but again, almost done with it. Really enjoyed it so far. Nice. Um, Echo the Dolphin. I can't remember if I talked about Echo last time we did a catch-up. Yes. You okay. told us you you're playing that. All right. Well, I've completed the first checkpoint for the Super Switch Club podcast, which is uh, a podcast also in the Probably Work Network uh, created by Bill, where we go and play. It's like the RPG Club, but it's for games that are on the Switch online service. Uh, we're currently on season three, which is a Sega Genesis season. Echo was nominated and won. By the way, I nominated it. Sorry, everybody. Um, and I'm digging it so far. I can't, it, it's kind of janky, but I'm liking it. I know a lot of people can't even get past like level two, so I don't know what's going on there. But uh, also, I played Angry Alligator a little bit more, which is a game nobody has ever heard of. Uh, but I've nope. decided not to play that again because it's so janky. But I also started a game that I loved called Later Alligator. For those that aren't familiar with me, I alligators are my favorite animal. So I did an alligator-themed stream last week. That's why I played all these gator games. Um, but Later Alligator was hilarious. It was great. It's very short. It's an indie game. It's like 2D hand-drawn animation. Um, it's like a murder mystery, but also mini-game fun thing. It's, it's really hard to describe in a way that makes it sound cool. But I, I was blown away by it. I couldn't believe how fun it was. So, oh, okay. And I beat that. So you can get through it in like two or three hours if that. So nice. Um, but I'm gonna keep playing it because um, the way it's designed is like there's you can gotta collect different gators and it's impossible to get them all in one run. So uh, I've also been back on my Pokemon bullshit playing Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Um, I'm trying to collect all the Pokemon now that Pokemon Home is integrated, so I was able to transfer in a lot of my Pokemon from Sword and Shield. Nice. Um, and that filled in the gaps pretty nicely. Uh, I, cl- I completed the Sinnoh decks, so now I'm working on the National decks in that game, which is g- all of Gen 1 through 4. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Good luck. I already have a lot of them. Like I'm only missing like less than a hundred, I think, out of all. Only, only, <laughs> only, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can't remember. Did I have I announced previously that I beat Horizon Forbidden West? No, you. I, I'm pretty sure you said you were close. You you had done everything. I beat Forbidden West. So. Nice. Um, even a hundred percent of it. Even I got the platinum and everything. So nice. Uh, great game. I liked it even more than the first one personally. So hmm. I'd have to go now, back and play the first one again to see like how much more I liked it. But I thought that they did a much better job with the story and the characters. And you know, that's important to me. So, yeah, that's good. Oh, I forgot to mention, I've been playing let live alive. You, you can't just drop that. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I just remember like, Oh my God, I, I played that this week. How, how's that going? Cause I wanted to start it, but I haven't found the time yet. Um, I've only finished one chapter because I, I basically did one. Uh, I started one chapter in the demo and I liked it. So then I went and bought the game. Um, it I did the um, Imperial China one with the oh. uh, Kung Fu Master. And then I went oh, okay. back to the prehistoric one. Gotcha. So I'm on Pago or whatever his name is. I don't like that one. Yeah, th- that one's one of my least favorites. But I know some people where it's their favorite. So the game kind of has something for everybody. Yep. And that way but yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Cool. I look forward to hearing more about that from you. Rich is yeah. exciting. We're playing like four different games together at the I know. same time. Unintentionally. <laughs> well, it's because we have similar tastes. Yeah. So eventually we would have synced up on things. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, do we want to anything else? No, I'm good. Okay. Well, let's do a quick little catch up. Um, the RPG Club, we mentioned it, playing Final Fantasy 13 is the current game of the RPG Club. It's like a book club where we get checkpoints and uh, we finish certain things and we discuss it. 
Um, the current game, like I said, is Final Fantasy 13. The current checkpoint is to finish the game, which is due by Sunday, August 21st. So um, look forward to hearing that, seeing how many people get to the ending. Um, I know we had some people drop off, but it's going to be fun. It's one of our staples of the RPG after years, but the that's game it. never gets old for me. Nope. All right. So before we hit the news, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about all the interesting things that have happened over the past month or so. All right, we are back and we're ready to hit up the news. Let's see what happened. Hear ye, hear ye, gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. All right, Rich, kick us off. All right, so a little small article here about a well-known game called East 8. Uh, I can't pronounce the last part of it. Um, Lacrimosa? Lacrimosa of Dana. Um, It is washing ashore November 15th in North America and November 18th in Europe for PlayStation 5. Um, This game has been out for a while, uh, but it looks like they're porting it over there. Um, I am currently playing it in quotation marks um like I've, i'm pretty far into it just haven't picked it back up in the last couple months um the story is basically uh at all washes up on a mysterious island uh that's cursed with other shipwreck people and uh basically he develops uh, a place for them to hide as he finds other survivors and where he also tries to figure out the island and why it's so mysterious and cursed He's also getting visit, vision, visions, excuse me, from a blue-haired woman from the past. But that is that is East Eight coming to PlayStation Five. So this is the PS Five version, is the big news Correct. here. Okay, yeah, that's it. Um, it's on PS Four, Switch, PC. I think it's. I don't think it's on Xbox. I think it was on Vita as well. Yeah. So it's been out a long time, but it's honestly probably one of the most favorite uh, of the series. Yeah, I've heard good things. This is a game that I don't know when, I don't know how, where, what dimension it will be, but I I do want to play this eventually. I think it's going to happen. The maybe combat's I'll, fun. Maybe we'll nominate it for RPG Club or something. I don't know. <laughs> Yay, I'll be way ahead. Yeah. No, it will be wild, but that's it. Okay. Um, so this is interesting. So the first uh, footage of Yakuza 8 has appeared online. Weirdly enough, thanks to an MMA fighter. So, <laughs> yeah, Rich is what? raising his eyebrow at me. Um, so ba- we are we knew Yakuza Eight was a thing that they were working on it, but we haven't seen any trailers or any screenshots or anything. But basically, what happened is a featherweight Japanese MMA fighter. His name is Mikuru Asakura, who is also a fairly popular YouTuber in Japan, apparently. Um, so apparently Sega invited him to take a tour of their development offices, which are, uh, it's the Ryuga Kotuko studio, which is where the Yakuza development team is. Um, but apparently during the tour, he stops by the, uh, cubicles and I'm assuming intentionally the camera kind of pans over to what they're working on. And there's some screenshots that for, of Yakuza eight. And the interesting thing here is that it looks like some of the fan favorite characters, from Yakuza 7 will be back, including its protagonist, Ichiban. Um, which, I don't know if this is fully confirmed yet, but that probably also confirms that the more JRPG turn-based battle system from Yakuza 7 is probably also returning in Yakuza 8. Um, which I know is very divisive. A lot of people prefer the turn, the action, more action RPG combat from the, the series is known for, but... Uh, a lot of people really like the the turn-based stuff that was in Yakuza 7. So, it's interesting. Um, MMA fighter. <laughs> yeah, of all things. It's just, it's just weird, but... Gross. I'm sure we still have plenty of ways to go for that, um, to wait for it. I mean, but these Yakuza games come out fairly regularly. There's still the Judgment series that has that's a Yakuza spinoff that still has the Yakuza combat that everybody loves. So, there's something for everybody. Yeah. You got any other thoughts on this? I know you haven't really played a Yakuza. No, I know it's a very well-loved game series, but that's about it. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. So Square Enix shares a second trailer for the Dragon Quest X offline. Um, in case any of you guys know that the, this is a version of Dragon Quest Online that was released in Japan a long time ago. Um, they have just decided to, you know, in the past couple of years to turn it into an offline version. Um, they announced it in 2021 at a Dragon Quest 35th anniversary. Um, it basically allows single player uh, to enjoy the storyline of X. Um, it will actually, it's set to release in Japan September 15th. Uh, for PS5, 4, Switch, PC, and um, a large la- a large DLC expansion on version 2 is planned to launch in spring 2023. Um, unfortunately, this is not coming to the United States as of now. Yeah, so that's, that's a big thing is a lot of people are really hoping because they're doing the offline thing that they'll translate it. But so far, there's no sign of promise of that. No, I don't even think they, they translated it. Even started to, yeah. So there's probably no plans, guys. Sorry, um, but there's always unless hope. yeah, there could be some hope. It could be 20 years down the road that we get it. Um, but something else, a fan translation, right? Probably, but Square Enix will probably steal that That's and uh, and say this is our version. What'll probably happen is the the fan translation will be like two days away from releasing, and then they'll see and do it. Yep. That's how that what works. happened with um, Type Tom Zero. Fancy. Yeah, Type Zero back in the day. Man, that's a throwback <laughs> to that story. Uh, oh, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, okay. that's it. That's all it is with Dragon Quest Ten. All right, so we have some news here concerning the Tactics Ogre remaster, one of the worth, uh, worst kept secrets in the gaming industry right now. But uh, this was something that was in the NVIDIA leak that we love to talk about all the time um and then we got some details and screenshots leaked from it by a ps deals listing recently of all things so probably not intentional um but it it's brought some new details about it um it's a full remaster they've got new art new art style (coughs) excuse me new art styles um there's like new voiced cutscenes. like this is a full like they're calling it a remaster, but this again looks closer to a remake to me, uh, based on what I know about the game. But it's based on the uh, the Vita remaster that came out years ago. And uh, if you're a fan of Tactics Ogre, I'd say um, this is like kind of a wet dream for you. It looks great to me. I might play it. Yeah, maybe me too. Um, and then after that, let's see. This was August fourth, so about ten days ago. They Square Enix officially announced it, which is just crazy that they waited that long. I they probably felt like they kind of had to at that point. Yeah. But uh, they did a trailer and everything. It's set to release on November 11th on PS5, PS4, Switch, and Steam. So that's actually coming up real soon, surprisingly. Usually we have to mm. wait for shit, but not in this case. Uh, but the trailer's out there. There's screenshots. It looks really cool, actually. Like, this might be something Corey would like as well, because you know he loves the tactical RPGs. He does. He does. Yeah. I wish I knew more about this game so I could talk about it better. But <laughs> okay, um, look forward to that. Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic remake is reportedly indefinitely delayed. So. If you're a fan of the Knights of the Old Republic, um, looking forward to that whole remake. Um, I know they announced it like a year or two ago. It was such a big deal. Everybody's so excited for it. Um, I personally have played a little bit of the Knights of the Old Republic, uh, just a tiny bit. So I have it on the Switch. Um, we ported that over. Um, but we're not getting the remake anytime soon. So what happened was um, two of the directors were fired. Just recently. So yeah. they were not doing well. This story is kind of wild, honestly. Yeah. So they decided to, they based on an internal demo of the game that they did not like, um, something was happening, uh, probably some differences of opinions and art direction uh, was happening. So they decided to scrap that for now. So they don't know what's going on with it. Um, currently right now, they haven't done, there's no decision to continue it. Um, who knows how far they are actually in the development process, but 
it has to be that bad for your company to say you're done. Yeah. And didn't we get like a, I mean, not like a full trailer, but we got a trailer even for this game yep. during like a, a PS Direct or something at one point. Yes, it was a, as a PS uh, Direct. They they had it. Um, it was supposed to be the first, according to the article here, supposed to be the first uh, truly new release of the franchise in over t- over a decade. Yeah. Um, it's they they did the showcase in September last year, the PlayStation Showcase 2021. It's almost um, a year ago. They did a short. Yeah, it was just a teaser trailer. So. Yeah. I remember that. It's kind of crazy, though. Wow. Like, you don't really ever hear, I mean, about games just being outright canceled, at least not high-profile ones like this. And I know they didn't yeah, say canceled, I mean, but it's indefinitely delayed. Like, come on. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. We've got this one. Um, it, unless somebody corrects me if I'm wrong on this one, but Prince of Persia, the remake of oh, that yeah. one. I forgot about that. That one's been indefinitely delayed. Um, we also had, remember, Spellbound oh, for shit, the Xbox? Yeah. That got canceled. Um, I, I don't know how far they were away from finishing that one. Um, but hmm. a lot of these AAA studios, we're starting to see more and more of them just, here's a trailer. We're going to do this. Psych. Cancel. Yeah. I don't know. Like, You never played these uh, Knights of the Republic games, right? No, I played a little bit of one oh, really? um, on the Switch, remember? I've got that one on, on the Switch. They, they released it. They ported it. Um, it's a beloved series. People really like yeah. it. Yeah, it's you're starting to see this that happen there. You're also seeing it start happening in movies. Um, Batgirl, for example. Um, That's where a whole thing. Studio, yeah, the studio is like, nah, we're good. We're going to eat that $90 million cost. It's fine. It's crazy. But it was, $90 million. It was <laughs> Meanwhile, so, moving ahead with The Flash and Ezra Miller. <laughs> I think that's going to get scrapped. I look for that thing to be done. Like They're going to announce that probably next like month or so. I bet they're going to say, nope, he's too much of a wild card. Apparently, it's testing really well with test audiences. <laughs> How? He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Well. So, I, I don't know. So, if again, if you're looking forward to that one, you may be waiting for a while for them to make any news. They got to hire somebody. They got to, you know, probably tweak a bunch of stuff. So, mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. Sorry, guys. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC story scenario will be just as large as Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna, the Golden Country. So awesome for us to know that there's another DLC story that's going to be 40 freaking hours. Um, yeah, it just got released. I'm not going to get too deep into this stuff uh, with Xenoblade Chronicles 3 because it did just release. Um, you can get the season pass, which I don't know if the special edition came with the season pass. I would assume I so, but I, I don't no I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't get anything. No, so, I it, um, even though I'm not even playing the game. But <laughs> yeah, so you're going to get those. They're broken up in different packs of the DLC. They haven't announced the titling of this DLC yet, I don't think. Yeah, but, I don't know anything about it beyond what this article is telling us. Um, it's a they did sell the Xenoblade Chronicles to Torna in a physical copy um, and digitally through the remains of the DLC. Um, so it's going to be. We don't know if that's going to be the same process for the Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, yeah. But Torna, the Golden Country, like you just said, they, it was large enough that they also released it standalone. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've heard it's really good. Like, I think I know some people that like Torna better than the base game. So, yeah, because it sets up technically, it sets up uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 very nicely because it, it tells the story of uh, uh, Torna, the group. So, yes. and the history of, of Pyra and Mithra and Malos mm-hmm. and all them. That's one problem I'm having a little bit with um, Xenoblade 2 is I'm having a hard time keeping the country straight. Like when they talk yeah. about Morardane and uh, Torna, I'm like, that doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> it's like Falcian listening no. for people. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's starting There's to slowly no come together for me as I play. Anything. Yeah. No, but you get a map though. That is true. You can look at the map and just say, <laughs> okay, but. And silly enough, you guys, just so you know, continents in this game or countries are not actually countries. They're the backs of the Titans. Right. They love or the that. insides of the Titans. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is really cool. Uh, we got more, even more Xenoblade to look forward to in the future. Yeah, so. yeah that we uh, can't play yet. <laughs> okay, this is a big deal, this next story. Um, and I hope it's not true, but where there's Ugh. smoke, there's fire, I think. Because we've been hearing rumors about this for a while, and this is like the most concrete thing we've gotten. 
So apparently, uh, Sony is, quote, really interested in acquiring Square Enix Japan. Um, so this would be, ba- would be bad. Well, I yep. think it would be bad because yep. presumably Sony would then get, gain exclusivity to a lot of uh, Sony's properties or Square's properties. Which, to be fair, Sony us- or Square usually makes their huge releases exclusive to Sony for a while, like timed exclusivity. Anyway, like the Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, but the the speculation is that that this is also why they did that mysterious selling of all their Western studios um, a couple months back, or however long ago that was. I remember we talked about it mm. on the show, and we yep. could we couldn't understand it. Like, why would you fucking sell Tomb Raider? um but yeah so this is a report from i'm I'm reading the article from playstation lifestyle um the the source is idos montreal founder stephanie dastris apparently she went on record saying that telling like that just basically in an interview that sony is really interested in it um and you know i don't know why she would say that if it wasn't true you know it concerns me because what happens if, like you said, exclusivity between the PlayStation with all the Square Enix games, what about the Switch stuff, like the port Switch? So, uh, Square Enix has done a lot of good games on the Switch. Right. Um, okay, wait, there's more information here. Dastris also said that he'd heard rumors that Sony said they're really interested in Square Enix Tokyo, but not the rest. And that uh, so I think Square Enix CEO Yosuke Matsuda-san put it like a garage sale was why they sold the studios <laughs> to oh. get rid of the the properties that Sony didn't want doesn't want basically hmm um that's interesting this is concerning like i don't know i feel like we could if we really tried we could do a whole, a whole episode about this ish topic <laughs> but, yeah uh, i don't like that i don't like it yeah i hope it doesn't happen but all signs point to it i think at this point Great. What else do you think about this? I, I'm just concerned about the 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 titles that they release. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be exclusively to PC and PlayStation? No more Nintendo stuff. No more. You know, that's when you start doing that, you start losing accessibility to towards different consoles. Like different people have different stuff. So maybe we also have know. to go back to. Um, it was a big deal when Microsoft acquired Bethesda not that long yeah. ago. I feel like there was another yeah. big acquisition. Not that long uh, ago. Sony Sony bought Bungie. Oh right, yeah, that as well. Um, so these big, huge companies are kind of consolidating lately, and it's not. I think it's not good for the industry. I know, call me a hypocrite because I, I think Rich and I both celebrated when Microsoft bought Bethesda. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was fine. Yeah, because we hate. Well, you know, Bethesda has a lot of problems, but no, that was a uh, that was Activision, not uh, Bethesda. Bethesda yeah. was different. Bethesda, it was the Activision one. Activision Blizzard, yeah, they acquired them too. So that seems to be where the industry's moving. It's the, a lot of consolidation and the huge studios buying other huge studios, and it creates monopolies. And it, I think it also creates less diversity in the gaming industry and um, creative control. Like um, Sony closed their Japanese studio not that uh, like a year or two ago, and yeah. that was where a lot of their best games came from, like uh, Astrobot and Ape Escape, and they're more like quirky properties. Um, so I don't know how much creative control Sony would exert over Square Enix, but Square Enix is like one of the the, the big titans of the industry. Like after yeah. the big three, it's like Square Enix and EA. <laughs> yeah. EA can go away. I don't care about them. Yeah. Um, but if they do that, we can start seeing a rise of in, independent developers. That's true. Like, um, which I like. I, I do like to see more independent developers succeeding. Like, um, I can't think of some, like, uh, we've interviewed a couple um, that did the... Uh, Oh, we had one on the show. I couldn't remember, like uh, Sega Soft or something. Like we helped, we talked to them about one of their games. Um, but yeah, I maybe this is time for the in, indie developers to finally start getting some light. Okay, we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm gonna cross my fingers that this is totally untrue. <laughs> yep. Okay. I don't know why you gave me this one. <laughs> it's Pokemon. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so Pokemon, we had a direct not too long ago, the Pokemon for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet talks about new systems to transitions into Pokemon into jewel-like creatures. Did you watch Weird. this trailer? No. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll take over then. Okay, well, uh, I mean, I, I saw little bits of it. I saw that they're turning them into crystals, but that's about it. And I was like, why are they doing that? That seems like, so this is the gimmick for this yeah. game, right? So okay. the last game's gimmick was like Dynamax. Before that, we had Z moves. And then before that, Mega Evolutions. Um, but this time, the, the big gimmick is the terrestrial, no, sorry, terrestrial phenomenon in which Pokemon crystallize and become like jewel-like, but they also gain these um, huge sh- chandelier-like crowns that makes them look stupid, in my opinion. <laughs> I know a lot of people like the crowns, but I I think the crystal thing would be cool if it not for that. Um, but basically how it works is they become more powerful, but also their type can change because there's Terra types. So I can't remember what any specific examples were, but you could... For example, have a, a Vaporeon that gains the electric type when it terrestrizes or whatever it's called. Um, there's also Terra raid battles, which re- are kind of like the raid battles from Sword and Shield. But apparently, instead of taking turns, you fight in real time and you kind of m- make your moves independently of what everybody else is doing, um, which is an interesting huh. idea. But the trailer did say you'd still need to cooperate, so who knows how that's going to work. Uh, I haven't really played Pokemon Go, but the, the footage they showed of it very briefly kind of reminded me of the, the gym battles in that game. You don't play Pokemon okay. Go anymore, right? No, I stopped playing that a long time ago. Um, I started to see this. I do remember seeing people giving a hard time about uh, the the demise of the bike. Because now you've got the legendary Pokemon that turn into vehicles. Right. So, so you got these two uh, legendary Pokemon. I'm trying to see if I can find their names in this article. I've already forgotten what their names, but apparently you um, get these. Go ahead. It's uh, Ko uh, Rhydon and Mira Rhydon. <laughs> there you go. Um, so you get these legendary Pokemon, the, the box art Pokemon even, apparently early on because they are your mode of transportation in this game. They turn into like their boat form and their glider form and their motorbike form and all that. Um, I like the the legendary design of the, the Violet one more. That's like one of the main reasons I'm getting Violet, honestly, <laughs> at this point. <laughs> um, let's see, there's also... That that was probably the coolest part of the trailer to me is seeing the the navigation of the world. It looked kind of cool to me. Um, we already know that there is multiplayer in this game in a, a bigger aspect than there was in uh, Sword and Shield. You can actually play together. Hmm. Let's see. There's the Poke Portal in the Union Circle, which is where you trade in battle. There was one thing that interested me about this trailer, and. There was a, a cutscene where apparently you're you're going to like some kind of Pokemon University or something, uh, the, an academy, is the backstory, and the leader of this academy, whose name is Clav- Clavel, there was a cutscene in the trailer where he was like making a speech to the student body, and it was actually fully voiced. So the game is I'm unclear at this point. Is it that because it was the trailer, or is there going to be voice acting in some of these Ooh. scenes? I hope it's the latter. I have little faith because this is Pokemon and Pokemon always not to be one of those guys, but I feel like they do the bare minimum where they can. So, yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so this could be really interesting. There's, we learned a lot about other characters in the game. We got several new Pokemon designs. There's Fido, which is like a, a bread bun poodle Pokemon. Cute. We got Paul. The region is called Paldea, by the way. So we got our first regional form announcement, which is Paldean Whooper, which is apparently just a whooper that likes to roll around in the mud because <laughs> it's brown. Satitan. This thing looks cool. I like this thing. Um, Coridon and Meridon, you're right. Oh, there's purchase. Okay, there's stuff in this article that we're, I'm looking at has stuff that I didn't even know that must not have been a part of the actual direct. But there's a, they've already announced some pre-order bonuses. You can get a special Pikachu that uh, becomes like Balloon Pikachu when it terrestrizes or whatever the word is. Um, 
So I guess I will be pre-ordering it for that reason alone. <laughs> oh, one thing that concerned me though, I already talked about how you can terrorize and become get like a new type out of it. But apparently there can be even like this same Pokemon that has a different Terra type. So one Vaporeon might become electric and another one, I don't know why I keep using Vaporeon as an example. And then you might get another Vaporeon that turns fire type when it terrestrizes. And the reason I am not excited about this is because it sounds like a completionist nightmare because it sounds like it's not, <laughs> it's not interchangeable. Like you don't get to pick the type. It's just like there are Vaporeons that can fire type terrestrize and there's Vaporeons that can electric type terrestrize. So already you're looking at having to capture multiples of the same Pokemon if you want one of each different kind, I guess. Good good luck, Scott. Just saying, good luck. Maybe I'll just pretend this game doesn't exist. <laughs> but you know it is there, and you know you will have to do it. You're so right. You know. You'll, it eat at you. So this is a big info dump. Do you got any thoughts on this? Nope. Or? Nope. nope. Okay. I'll be playing it regardless, so... All right, next up, uh, we got a, this is actually a recent news announcement, I think. So Hogwarts Legacy, which is the open world next gen Harry Potter game, um, that has been delayed until next year. It was going to be this year, I believe. Um, we got a trailer for it a while ago now, I think, but it actually looked like it could be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I hesitate to even talk about this game just because of how much of a piece of shit the JKR has revealed herself to be. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Um, again, I, I probably will play this, but it's going to be used. Or if I do buy it new, I'll make a equivalent donation to some kind of trans charity probably. Uh, but yeah, so it's... Did they say why? We don't have an actual article here. No, I didn't find the actual article. I just know that it was just delayed to 2023, uh, but that's it. Um, it could just be for minor improvements that need to get done. There could be some some marketing issues, things like that. So they didn't give that's a really date, it. Right, just 2023. No. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, this is just a quick thing that came out. Diofield Chronicle uh, gets a demo. It's releasing in September. Um, I've seen people talk about it, and they're like, I have mixed feelings about this. This may not be for me. Um, a lot of people aren't a big fan of it. So this is another SR, uh, SJRPG. Um, heads up if you're wanting to play one of those games. Um, we'll just uh, have to wait and see. That's all I have on this one. It's demos out. You can go play it. Um, new thing or not really new thing. It's the standard industry thing of your data will carry over from the demo. Yeah. So it's pretty nice. Uh, that's it. Let's get to the, uh, the fun article. I've been kind of dying to talk about this, Rich. <laughs> Have you looked into this at all or, uh, no, I'll wait for you to tell me about it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I know about the church. Okay. So something really weird happened with near automata, uh, recently, this is old news now. I'm sorry to say, but <laughs> um, I could not talk about it. So, what happened was, and I don't know all the hard details of this, so I'm just going to give you like the Scott summary version. Uh, somebody posted on Reddit about a secret that they found in near Automata in, in the copied city. You remember that area? Yes. So, apparently, they managed to get through a door in the copied city and they posted screenshots to Reddit and it was like to an area no one had ever seen or heard of. It was like brand new. Uh, it kind of looked like a church pew or like a, just a standard church. It had the same um, vibe of near automata. It, people weren't sure if it was leftover data. Nobody could figure out how to access it or replicate it. Um, even, I think that somebody even asked Yoko Taro, who is the the brainchild behind the series, and he responded with something mysterious. Like I can't remember what he said, but it was along the lines of "I can neither confirm nor deny this" or something. Yeah. Um, so, but and then also, if you'll remember, last year or maybe before that, do you remember the story where they had somebody found a cheat code in the Automata that let you yeah. like, kind of skip most of the game? Yeah, and at the time they said that was near Automata's last secret, but so people went crazy about this. Like nobody could figure out how to get into this church. Uh, they there were theories about 
is it like only a specific version of the game that you can do this in? Was it like, did they not have a patch? Was it patched out and this person was playing an old version? There were all kinds of crazy theories. Um, And then also it was very sus because the person who posted it to Reddit, that was like their first post ever. So it was almost like they created an account to do this. Very sus. Um, And then as time went on, you know, as the community was going nuts, the person posted again that they had like gone deeper into the church and that like even found a boss fight. There was a cut scene, uh, like all kinds of crazy shit. And so the, the popular theory was, okay, somebody has modded the game, but the people that do mod near automata spoke out and they're like, no, this isn't possible. Nobody has been able to do this. The kind of thing with near mods yet. Ooh. Um, but then it turned out that it was a big publicity stunt by the people that do mod near Automata to get uh, a lot of attention on it. Apparently somebody cracked Automata's code somehow and is now able to like add things to the game as far oh. as like, cutscenes and bosses and new areas, that type of thing, which was not previously possible. So yeah, it was a big hoax. Um, not a surprising one necessarily, but it was fun to watch all the speculation unfold in the meantime and that's wild yeah i i kept seeing like memes and stuff on twitter of like near people going crazy and i was like what is going on <laughs> it took me a while to catch on to, to follow the story but um i say all this not to take away from the excitement of near automata modding being better and more possible now but it's just like this is such a weird story that <laughs> I I was been looking forward to talking about it. Like this, this isn't something that happens really. No, that's that's just crazy. So that's huh. Here I thought it was like a big secret that is finally finally discovered, and then no, it's just them jacking around with it. So that's what people thought for. Yeah. Or some people thought for a while during all this. Um, you know, they were calling it Nier's final final secret. <laughs> they got revealed, and. It's perfect too because if you're gonna put a mod into the game, like the copied city already feels like a really weird, secret, mysterious area, and also you know there's no textures. Everything in that city is white, so it would be easy to, in quotes, easy to add on to that area without having to do too much work. Yeah. <sighs> so wild. I, I wonder if they're gonna release this mod to the public. I'm sure they will eventually, right? Because I kind of want to go explore sure. the church. And then the boss itself was like a reused character model as well. And I think the cutscene, uh, the the voice acting in it was reused from a different scene. So that was like more of a giveaway that this wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't real. But hmm. yeah, I guess that's all I got to say about it. We are running out of time. So, but I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, let's talk about real quick, um, and then we'll get into the, the games released last week. Kind of all go hand in hand. The major releases in last month um, are Live Alive, Digimon Survive, and of course, the big monster, Seems Like Chronicles Three. So, I just wanted to call something those out guys. because those are all like huge releases that we've been waiting for for a long time. Especially yeah. the latter two. I mean, Digimon Survive was delayed like fourteen thousand times. So. Yep, and it's finally out. Um, I here's here's something, guys, on that game. If you can buy the physical copy of it, do it. I had this weird suspicion that this is going to be a hard game to find. I think you're right, because I've been hearing some stuff about that, like people already not being able to find it or something like that. So. Yeah, so I've got a copy. Like, I, I pre-ordered it, did it, um, but nice. and then I, I haven't played it yet. But I know Jay likes it, because I asked him, or like I sent out the community, and he responded saying it's, it is not like your typical game. It is a story, um, like an uh, anime storytelling interesting um so be prepared um okay so let's get into the rpgs released last week or the past few uh, weeks as it may past be few weeks point. yeah um okay so uh beholder's gate dark alliance 2 ps5 ps4 xbox s um, everything july 20th <laughs> uh Cormon switch july 21st live alive like we just talked about switch july 22nd story of seasons Pioneers of Olive Town, PS4, which is uh, July 26th. Uh, the Tarnishing of One uh, Nextia is PC, which is July 26th. Uh, Octopath Traveler, Champions of the Continent, 
which is a mobile game that released on July 27th. I played a little bit of it, not much. It plays just like uh, Octopath Traveler. I think I've actually so, heard some positive yeah. stuff about it. Yeah, I have too. Uh, Lost Epic, which is PS5, PS4, PC, July 28th, exiting early access. Uh, Vesterius Saga 2, The Sacred Sword of Sylvanister, PC, July 28th. Alana, Sentinel of the Shards, July, uh, PS4, July 28th. Digimon Survive, uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, July 29th. Um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, Switch, July 29th. Uh, Venarius Tactics, August 4th on PC, Switch, or excuse me, Sword and Fairy, Together Forever, PS5, PS4, August 4th, Tyrant's Blessing, Switch and PC, August 8th, and Tower Fantasy, PC and Mobile, August 10th. So I've been seeing a lot of things about that one too. I think that looks like another Jensen Impact. Really? I haven't heard anything about it. Yeah, I've just seen a couple people play it. Hmm. That was a lot. I almost feel like I we need to make a rap out of that or something. I don't know. It was a lot. Live a story of seasons tarnishing the juxtio. Octopath Traveler, Lost Epic Vesteria. No, <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so RPGs coming out this week is surprisingly also a quite a list. It's the week for RPGs, apparently. Uh, so Thymesia is coming to PS5, Xbox Series, PC on August 18th. Also on the 18th, it's RPG Time, The Legend of Right coming to ps4 and switch i remember seeing the trailer for that game i think during a ps direct and it looked huh. kind of cool so i have to keep an eye on that one uh fallen legion rise to glory and fallen legion revenants came to ps5 xbox series xbox one and pc that's going to be on the 23rd in north america and the 26th in europe also on the 26th is soul hackers 2 that's coming to ps5 ps4 xbox series xbox one and pc so everything but switch um womp womp. still on the 26th we got nexomon plus nexomon extinction complete collection ps4 and switch on the 30th is dusk diver coming to ps5 ps4 and switch on the 30th as well is la pucelle ragnarok on pc also again on the 30th rhapsody and musical adventure it's coming to pc and finally printy presents nis classics volume 3 is coming to switch on august 30th in north america and Europe will get it on September 2nd. So that's a lot. And a lot of stuff. I think Soul Hackers 2, people are kind of excited about that one as well, right? It's kind of a big release. I think so. Yeah, it's another It's another one of those Shimigami Tensei things. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing about that. I think we covered it at some point. So that's it for the news. It seems like uh, RPG fans are eating good lately. We got lots of games to play. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're going to move on to our outro. That was Dictate Copied City, the Dictate remix from the album Addictive Near, which uh, I couldn't believe I found a remix so specific to exactly what we were talking about. So, <laughs> it's pretty um, good. It's a banger. Yeah, I will say, you know, you and I had a lot of uh, things to complain about with Near Automata, but the soundtrack was not one of them. That was a pretty great soundtrack. Uh, but moving on. 
So we have uh, covered a lot of news today. Who knows what's going to happen in the next couple weeks. As far as what we're talking about next week, I imagine Rich and I will be covering the final RPG Club checkpoint for Final Fantasy Thirteen, And who knows if that'll be it or if we'll cover some other stuff too, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, one more reminder, the RPG Club, the current game is Final Fantasy Thirteen. The current checkpoint is to finish the game. That is due Sunday, August 21st. And we will be announcing the date for nominations for the next game. Uh, probably, I guess I'll probably have that figured out by next week. So look forward to that. Launching into our plugs. If you would like to help out the show, please rate and review us. It helps a lot. It, the algorithm is weird. People need to see us and we need reviews for that. So please do that if you don't mind. And tell your friends about the show. We know you got some RPG loving buddies that uh, listen to podcasts. So get them in here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of ways to help the show, definitely is through Patreon and that helps support us to let us do the things that we love to do. Um, you, as some rewards, you get early episode access, add free episodes, extra reviews, the RPG Club access to help nominate games um, and vote on the games that we play for the RPG Club and many, many more. Um, you can find that at patreon.com forward slash RPG after years. If y'all want to get in on the nominations and voting for uh, the RPG Club, the next round, time is running out. So please give us your monies. <laughs> yes. Um, we also stream our episodes live to Twitch, typically, usually at Sunday, 9 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to be a part of the show, we do read out the chat and respond to questions during the show. So we'd love to have you uh, in here. You can find that at twitch.tv slash RPG After Years. If you have any feedback or questions you would like to send us, feel free to email us. Our email address is rpgafteryears at gmail.com. Another great way to communicate with us and the awesome members of the community that we have is through Discord. Uh, link can be found in the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. Come join the conversation. Speaking of Twitter, you can find the show on Twitter at rpgyears. If you want to get in touch with me personally, my Twitter is the Scott Spot. You can also find me at HailBlue1569. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode. I had fun. These uh, There were some fun topics. So thanks for hanging out with me yeah. today, Rich. Um, tune in next no week for episode 123, in which we will talk about the ending of Final Fantasy 13. I am personally a huge fan of like just the climax and ending sections of that game in general. So oh, yeah. can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> but until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Rich. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the RPG After Years. See ya. Bye. Are you nostalgic for a simpler time? A time where controllers didn't have so many buttons. A time where games weren't so overly complicated by so many plot devices. Yeah. Me too. I miss my NES. Hi. <laughs> I'm Bill, and I absolutely love old video games. But I didn't have anyone to play with. So I decided to start the Super Switch Club. That's right, a podcast dedicated to discussing and reliving the nostalgia of retro video games that are also on the Nintendo Online Virtual Library. Games like... Star Fox! 
Super Mario World, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Echo the Dolphin, Donkey Kong Country, The Legend of Zelda, Castlevania Bloodline, Super Metroid, Shining Force, Balloon Fight, Punch Out, Sonic 2, F Zero, Pokemon Snap, and so much more. The Super Switch Club is a podcasters assemble style show from the We Can Make This Work, probably podcast network. A podcast where we peel away the veneer of nostalgia and play some unnecessarily difficult video games just because our friends are playing them too. So join us on the Super Switch Club, where you can relive the nostalgia of tearing your hair out over an NES game that loves to troll the shit out of you. Fantastic. I'm thoroughly looking forward to this. Yeah, that sounds good. Best of all, you can too. Head on over to probablywork.com slash Super Switch Club now to learn more. Well,